Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. Yeah, governor, they got it. One time I was doing the crocodile <laughs> injections and my arm rotted off. And that kind of reminded me of the dance my buddy did in his death thralls. I don't know. <laughs> It's like, wow, that's really fucking dark. Uh, what's your name again? Governor McFiggins. Uh, we're pretty sure that's not your real name, but yeah, Governor McFiggins. My name happens to be... Welcome, everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn. And I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome, everyone, today. Thank you for tuning in. I wonder, Jimmy... What do you want? How many, how many of our listeners have been to Disneyland? Um, probably none. That's probably why they're all cynical fuckheads because their parents didn't love them and they didn't take them to Disneyland when they were kids. So they grew up that, to be self-loathing bastards like us. <laughs> Is that how that works? Yeah, that's like what, if you, yeah, if you're taken to Disneyland sometime during your youth, it just kind of like flips this switch in your mind. Exactly. And, and you see the world with this. This bright, magical glimmer, yeah. like you're a prince or a princess. All the little air, the, the water spritzers that cool you off in the summertime when it's hot as fuck, it has chemicals in it that uh, reroute your brain to only feel joy when you watch Disney movies. And that's why everyone that goes to Disneyland is obsessed with Disney shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. I, I thought it was crazy. full of LSD. That, that's why everybody's <laughs> running around getting lost and being out on the road naked. Like freaking out. <laughs> oh, my God, it's Mickey Mouse! What? Oh, my God, it's fucking Skull Rock from Captain Hook, and then they fall in the water. <laughs> I'm the that's, real... I'm, I'm Peter Pan, motherfucker. happened. <laughs> <laughs> never going to catch me, Captain Hook. Hey, you know, some people just never want to grow up. Yeah. And and that's exactly what we're talking about here. Uh, we're talking about a 32-year-old guy. He was reported missing. Uh, let's see. When exactly was this story? It says Friday night. Any uh, Friday. Was, Whatever Friday you're listening to this, it was the Friday before. It was last Friday, so yeah. it was September the 23rd. So, yeah. Not too long ago, this guy was at Disneyland Paris. Uh, so for those of you that did answer yes... Have you been to Disneyland Paris? You know, they have these all over the world. I know that Disneyland, that is the California version, right? Oui. 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 Uh, and I think that there is a substantially less uh, naked LSD guys at that version. I guess. Maybe the one in Paris, or at least ones that get caught. Yeah, really exactly. Crazy. I mean, the one in California, I mean, it's in California. Everyone there is a professional tripper. So yeah. they know set and setting. They know their limits. They've practiced before going. This was In Paris, it's the minor leagues. They don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, they don't know it's, how, it's, how to handle. Or maybe the like Disneyland Paris is just like so real, so vivid, so in-your-face awesome. You just can't help but just dive right into all its goodness. No, this guy's a fucking rookie. Yeah, seems like it. <laughs> say so. He should have taken some precautions. I don't know, like, had a trip buddy with him? He did. His, he trip, had a trip, buddy. his trip buddy just sucked. His trip buddy was his girlfriend, right? Yeah, his trip buddy was his girlfriend. Yeah, 30-year-old girlfriend. Oh, um, my God. Maybe she was tripping, too, and she just wasn't in the right 
set of mind to keep her shit in check and keep track of him. Oh, jeez. So, so the worst possible scenario. So she gave him the LSD. Uh, he took it and fell into the Adventureland Lake. Yes. And then he didn't come back up. Uh, yeah. That's bad. That's very bad. That's really bad. That's very bad. So she flips shit. She immediately goes to the authorities and says, hey, I gave my boyfriend LSD. He fell into Adventureland Lake. Except for, like, her, her peoples are, like, the size of, like, fucking saucers. They're just like, uh, hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my boyfriend fell in the Adventureland Lake, and he didn't, like, come up at all. He's probably still in there. Why is your face melting? Why is your face <laughs> melting? Please, please, uh, melty policeman person, help me in my time of need. Why is everyone laughing at me? Uh, so they formed a super team, an Avenger squad of all of the enlisted personnel that could possibly help with this search. Right. They they had uh, all the ducktail personnel. They had the rescue rangers. <laughs> they had uh, you know Mickey's Playhouse. Like everybody was out looking for this dude. <laughs> Yep. It was just a bunch of uh, <laughs> Disney characters in their large costumes of flashlights walking around. That's great. I can imagine like a like a goofy character. He has like a a militant police like little vest on, <laughs> like his little pepper spray. He's got his little gun. Oh my god! Oh, he, he's <laughs> about some fuckers. Yeah, you Where are you? <laughs> oh man, so. This guy uh, was being searched about for, let's see, how long? So he was found on the bank of the lake at 12.30 a.m. Saturday morning. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it doesn't say when all this debacle started, so we don't know how long he was missing for. But I'm guessing that the park isn't open at 12.30 a.m. at night. So sometime during the regular operating hours of the park, he went missing. And then he just, like, rolled up, apparently bare-ass naked, at 12.30 a.m. Saturday morning. That's got to be terrifying. Like, just think about the perspective of that guy. Like, he's probably not tripping anymore. With, yeah, he's relatively inexperienced with hallucinogens, or he took a dosage. He got a little too big for his britches. Right. You know, like he's like I've taken it before. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I took LSD once before. I think I'm gonna have a times ten dose. Yeah, I can have all of them. Yeah, let's not do that. But uh, so. He gets naked. Uh, I would think at the the point in time in which he just starts stripping all his clothes off, that his girlfriend's going to be like, hey, you might want to watch out. There's a ledge right behind you, and you're headed straight for it while you're trying to take your pants off. (laughs) But she just doesn't say anything, and he just falls right in. Uh, So I'm thinking she either pushed him or she was enjoying the show, or maybe he did it on purpose. Uh, maybe it was like, I've got, there's just bees everywhere. There are bees all over me. I got to get the bees off. And she's like, yeah, I see the bees too. Go jump in the water. Yeah. Boom. Uh, he's got to be flipping shit though. Like he, he's, he's got to be like, 
Like this has got to be like one of the most uh, prolific, profound experiences of his yeah, life. Yeah, like I, I, I can't imagine tripping balls and then drowning, right? Being in a large body of water, yeah. it's like trying oh, yeah. to not die. <laughs> yeah, he's probably swimming. I would assume that they close around, I don't know, eight o'clock, maybe. Yeah. So he'd been doing that for at least four hours, right. just like. Swimming around, trying to survive. Because they found him a mile from the park at a lake. Yeah, so that was the initial report. It sounds like there's a little bit of a cover-up going on, because the initial story said that he was found at the bank of the lake, but the follow-up story that was done on Monday reported that he was found uh, about a mile from the theme park at 1 o'clock. Yeah. So he was just walking in the middle of the road, Butt naked. Gotcha. Uh, and then this guy who did the story uh, apparently found him and stopped and went and you know got out of his car and went to meet him, which doesn't sound like a good idea. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound. Hey, excuse me, uh, scary naked man walking around at one in the morning. Uh, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah, no, I, I would not say hello. Uh, no. There were <laughs> the last time I went to Texas, my dad was driving me back to uh, my mom's house. And we were driving through my mom's neighborhood, and it was late. It was probably 11 o'clock at night or something like that. And there was a shirtless dude standing in the middle of the, of the street with a pair of scissors cutting nothing. Did we stop? Uh, no. Did we no. Uh, say hello? No. Uh, did we call the police? Also no. We just minded our own damn business and let him enjoy himself cutting the air with his scissors shirtless at 11 o'clock at night. Because that's what you do. Were they safety scissors? Absolutely not. Oh, God. <laughs> he, he was cutting his imaginary friend's hair. I don't know what he was doing. It was it was very strange. It's like, I'm going to end uh, West Nile virus by clipping the wings off of all mosquitoes. <laughs> hey, I mean, maybe. Snip, snip. But, Jeez, yeah. These lords were... Whoever wrote the story was a lot braver than me to be like, Hey, naked dude, uh, where do you need to go? Oh, I totally believe your story that you were tripping on balls on LSD at Disney World earlier and you need a ride. Of course I'll give you a ride in my car. Like, fuck that. Hell no. I'm not getting in my car. I I feel like you can tell from, like, the first couple of minutes uh, whether or not a person's legit, especially if they're butt naked. They don't have anything to hide, right? Like, 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 hey, are you okay? And if they say anything other than I am definitely not okay, then you know that they're good. You can roll the window and you can roll on. Right. If they're (laughs) they're trying to act like everything's normal and fine, psychopath, run away. Yeah. Mental illness, something. Oh, geez. It's kind of like that one guy that we saw in, uh, in Louisville. Like he was like, he was, uh, not butt naked, but he was wearing very little clothing, so like yelling at people. Oh, yeah. He actually got picked up. Yeah, he, a lady lit him in his car, so kudos to him. Yeah. If I ever become a, a half-naked dude walking around, that's who I want to be. The one that can still pick up chicks. Ka-chow. Yeah. Or have them pick me up. Yeah, I will. Yeah, that's true. Heck yeah. <laughs> I'm all about it. Uh, any silver lining to this guy? Uh, the silver lining is that this motherfucker did not drown. Because I am certain that if I was tripping balls and I fell into a body of water, like, that's how I'm going out. And, you know, they say that light, you're, like, flashes before your eyes and dilates. 
Like, just imagine how much that would be dilated if you were also tripping balls on LSD. And so that would just be me. Like, one century of, like, seeing my last life flash before my eyes in vivid trippiness before ultimately suffocating and dying. Jeez. But he had so many people looking for him. I think that's the silver lining. Like, just the, the sheer exactly. of, of Disney characters. Servants. I mean, public servants. They're all Disney characters. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately given uh, life-saving CPR by Donald Duck. Oh, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, that's a that's a hard voice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna try it. So uh, I'm I'm really glad that the guy that ultimately found our uh, our naked friend here uh, wasn't driving too fast because if he was going too fast, he probably wouldn't have seen him, right? Or you know, smeared him in the middle of the street. Just would yeah, because he was walking in the middle of the road. God, well. Not everybody thinks that way. Some people think that they can just fucking get away with it. I don't know. Traveling around just 116 miles an hour? Who cares? Yeah, that's really fast. Yeah, 55 schmiftyfive. <laughs> I don't care what the zone is. I'm going to drive as fast as I can because the cops can't catch me. Have you ever driven that fast before? Uh, 116? Yeah. Uh, no. I don't think I've gone over 100, actually. I don't think I have either. I think... The fastest was when I was driving in West Texas, and the roads are just flat, and there's nothing out there, and the speed limit's already like 80 miles an hour, and I think mm-hmm. I went up to 90-something, but I don't even think I broke 100. Yeah, I've definitely done 90s before, uh, but I, I've never thought, for a, for a split second, I've never thought that the police officers that were in the general vicinity would not be able to catch me if I went over 100 miles an hour. <laughs> Why not, Tim? Why not? Isn't that just like a normal thing to think? Like, yeah, if I... Of course. <laughs> but you guys are just equipped with V6s and stuff. If, uh, if I go fast enough, I'll become like the DeLorean in Back to the Future, and I'll just, you know, bloop right on out of there. Police can't catch me. <laughs> yep, never going to be able to find me. We're going <laughs> to go back in time, and we're going to have relations with all our family members. It's going to be great. Yikes. <laughs> so we're Awkward. talking about Dino Lorenzo Gagliano. He got 20 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and he was driving 116 miles an hour in a 55. Hey, yo, hey, it's me, Dino. I drive really fast in my 2002 Acura. And he was just like blazing on by this state trooper. Uh, actually, was it a state trooper? Do, 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 do. Yeah, it was a trooper. Uh, was sitting on the uh, shoulder of the road, clocked him going his speed. So he's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go find him. <laughs> well, that's easy. The speed limit's 55. He's going 116. I guess I have to go arrest him now. Yeah, do the math. <laughs> go get him. Go stop him. <laughs> that's uh, double. That is double what you're supposed to be doing, sir. Yep, that's uh, uh, really fast. <laughs> he ends up pulling him over and he's like, uh, sir, do you know why I pulled you over? No, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think it was? Oh, oh my god. Yeah. We're going uh, two miles over? I don't know, something like that. Yes. Uh, so, 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 so this guy pulled over, uh, or this guy is going 116. And the trooper pulls out behind him. He speeds up to 140, thinking that the trooper can't catch him. Yeah. He's like, damn, the only thing that's 
better than, you know, getting caught for driving 116 and a 55 is to go 140 and not get caught. Eh? 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 Yeah. That's a logical well, next step. If I just don't get caught, I won't get in trouble. It's not like he hasn't already seen my driver's license. I mean, no, my driver's yeah. license, my, uh, my license plate. Yeah. <laughs> this, this guy's being kind of a dipshit. Uh, and, uh, I don't know. He, he's having a little bit of trouble. Uh, there are some folks, I, I knew a couple of guys in high school actually that, uh, souped up those, like, crotch rocket kind of bikes. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And they, they went, like, ridiculously fast. They already like, go ridiculously I, fast. They already go ridiculously <laughs> fast. They souped them up to the point that they would just, like, they would outrun police officers. And there, there was, of course, a lot of straight roads. So if they were out racing or something like that and the cops tried to come break it up, they would just zoom off. Huh. Um, but that's entirely different than a situation like this. Uh, while this guy has no idea how fast a police officer can actually go, uh, it's like he's just he's trying his limits. He, he's he's uh, he, he's doing a, a, a highly volatile experiment with his own freedom. Yeah, it, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Uh, like you, you should try this in a little bit safer environment. I, I don't know exactly how you're going to be able to measure whether or not a police officer can go 140 miles an hour. Google but it. Just fucking Google it. You could Google it. You could ride with them. Uh, like I, I don't know. Like there's all kinds of ways you could do it. Ask around. <laughs> hey, uh, excuse me. You guys uh, happen to know how fast police officer cars can go? Is this <laughs> like a, this is like a group of police officers just like standing around somewhere talking the shit? Just like uh, why? <laughs> yeah. Well, just uh, you know, just curious. Just curious because huh? I, got that, I got that sweet, sweet. 2002 Acura over there, yeah. and it goes real fast. It goes real fast. You want to race? It'll go, it'll go 140. Do you know that? <laughs> you know street racing's but, illegal, right? Uh, are you what? <laughs> I ain't trying to race nobody. I don't care. Yeah. This guy, he's a special brand of stupid. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, he got charged with a couple of things. Right. Uh, he took... You know, you got uh, resisting law enforcement, uh, which is a level six felony for any guys out there that are going to try this mess. Yeah. Reckless driving, which is a class B misdemeanor. Driving with a suspended license. So this guy's already gotten into a little bit of trouble before. <laughs> oh, no, I got a suspended license. I, I better I better not, I, I don't know, uh, get caught. I'll go faster. <laughs> I'll just go faster. Just double down. Just dig your heels oh, in. Oh, man. <laughs> Speed, uh, unsafe lane movement, I'd say. Right. And uh, of course, my personal favorite, failure to signal oh lane. Oh my changes. god! Can you imagine driving 140 miles an hour and still using your turn signal? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, of course I'm going to use a turn signal. What kind of asshole do you take me for? I mean, I'm driving 140 miles an hour, but I'm not a dick. I don't want anyone to get hurt. I want everybody to know where I'm going. I'm signaling. It's important. <laughs> I mean, that's a good way to, to kind of throw the cop off your trail. Like, put on your right turn signal and then go left. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Got him. <laughs> Never catch me. Got him. But, yeah, of course, as we've already listed, he already got caught. And, uh, yeah, I don't even want to know 
how long he's going to have to go to jail or what kind of fines he's going to have to pay for this. Oh yeah, probably uh, <sighs> probably probably quite a bit. We got any silver linings for this guy? Silver lining is that nobody got hurt because uh, yep. you know he could have crashed into somebody. I mean, a lot of the time these high speed chases end with barricades and stuff like that on highways and stuff like that with the police uh, yeah. or just like completely ramming these dudes into concrete walls and stuff like that. So yikes. Um, do they have spike strips? Do they do they actually use those? Yeah. Oh yeah. These, these are like the specific specific instances in which they do use spike strips. Yeah. Because they gotta stop you. They'll like send some police men on like the highway and then stop all traffic from going forward and then go up ahead of him and then throw down some spike strips. Yikes. Yep. Scary stuff. So- it sounds pretty fun for the cops. Though. I play Grand Theft Auto. I know how it works. Yeah, <laughs> and that's when you gotta slam on the brakes and pull a Yui. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go over the spike strips. It's a bad it idea. Never, never works out. Oh geez. So we uh, we try to do our episodes in such a way in which we sandwich a, a couple of uh, lighter stories uh, around. The uh, the meat of the issue, right? Uh, so we're gonna lay you low for a little bit, and we're gonna talk about some serious mess. Yeah, that's code for this is gonna be a doozy, y'all. It's gonna be a doozy, uh, and we don't see say y'all in like an Alabamian sense, in which like uh, you know abortion has been a pretty big topic there in recent months, uh, but. We are still going to be discussing that topic in general, yep. uh, but this time we're flipping on the other side of the planet. Oh, yeah. We're looking, looking at South Korea. So, uh, as of this, uh, as of this breaking news, uh, the practice of abortion is illegal in South Korea and is punishable by up to a year in prison. Uh, now you have some exceptions. Uh, like when the parents have hereditary diseases, pregnancies due to rape or incest, or the fetus is threatening the life of the mother. But apart from that, uh, it, it is still illegal. Uh, and that's what makes the, uh, I, I, the, the issue uh, even more grueling because the, the chances that something like this would happen are so minuscule uh, without just – I, I, what's what's the word for it? Negligence, just just pure unadulterated negligence. Mm-hmm. People not caring, not doing their job, not not going through the appropriate process in order to say, I don't know, ask somebody what their name is. Yep. My, my okay. Yeah. This. Yeah. So, so we're going to be talking uh, about uh, a lady. It doesn't look like we have. A name we probably wouldn't want to give a name, nope. uh, but we're in in Yonhap, uh, which is um, do we know exactly where Yonhap is? Absolutely not. Absolutely in not. South Korea. If you care, uh, look it up. Oh, and we are in a clinic in the district of Gangsehau. And if you care where that is, also look it up. In the country's capital of Seoul. <laughs> look it up. <laughs> Just look at the fuck up. Uh, so on August 7th, 
we have a pregnant mother uh, that is uh, six six weeks pregnant. Yes, um, and she's going to get some uh, some some routine medical examinations. Yes, um, yeah, you know the typical stuff people do. Make sure the baby's health's okay. All that kind of things you do when you're pregnant. Regular check-ins. Yep, just regular check-ins. Uh, now, the issue starts with the nurse not not seeing actually who she is. Uh, yes. She she doesn't interview her, doesn't ask for identification, does not check, check her identity. Right. So imagine they, this: you're in a clinic, you yeah. you're going in. Okay. Someone walks into your room, doesn't even ask who the fuck you are. <laughs> It's a little weird, and then they just like sit down and they start like poking you with needles. Yes. So you're Pretty like, weird. well, they're wearing the scrubs. Mm-hmm. I'm in uh, an establishment I've been trained my entire life to trust, which is my doctors. They're supposed to have mm-hmm. my welfare in mind. I trust them. Yeah. I guess I'm just going to go along with this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how could they be wrong? I mean. It's- they're professionals. Definitely no fallacies here. Uh, so she just sits there while they start prodding her with needles. Uh, they inject her with anesthetic. This and, woman clocks the fuck out. You're sitting yeah. in a fucking clinic. Some random fucking nurse comes into your room. Before you know it, you're zonked the fuck out. This is not what you came here for. You did not come to receive anesthetic. You were not coming to receive some kind of surgery or procedure that required you to be zonked the fuck out. Yeah, and yet here we are, zonked out on a doctor's exam. If someone comes at you with a needle and you're at the doctor's office, it is your right to ask them, what the fuck are you injecting into me? Yeah, or at least say something like, oh, wait, you don't even know who I am yet. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Please tell me you know what you're doing, what you're injecting into me, something. Like, just this is a scenario of someone just walking in and be like, because they obviously didn't tell her that they were administering anesthetic, or she would have said no. She would have been like, that's not what I'm here for. So this person literally walked in there and was like, derp, 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 sting, I'm injecting you now. I, I don't know. It's just weird. It's it's weird. This that alone so, is weird. So it seems like uh, so South Koreans have the right to universal health care. Cool. That's pretty cool. Like that? um, uh, well, the reason why I looked that up is because normally whenever I go into a doctor's office, I automatically assume first things first that one they have to be uh, a participant care provider within mine um, because I have insurance that requires that I go to particular doctors, right? right? So first, yeah, I have to select a doctor that's in my network. And then when I go to that doctor, if it's the first time that I've been there, I have to ensure that they're going to be able to treat me for the things that I'd like to be treated for, um, uh, you know, while it's still being within my, uh, my insurance program. Uh, because there could be all kinds of like tests and and uh, additional uh, you know things that I might not be familiar with that I could be charged for at a later date. It it gets confusing pretty yep, quickly. It's awful. Or it's a horrible. System. It was confusing for me. 
so you go in. They slap down uh, you know, a, a whole bunch of paperwork in front of you. You fill out all your medical history uh, because there's there's no cross play be- between the doctor's offices. Like I can't be like, oh, well, I've you know, already filled out this this fucking paperwork five thousand fucking times at all the other yeah. offices I've been to. Yeah, it's not it's not centralized. I mean, and I don't know that it necessarily needs to it be. Should be. Uh, it, it, yeah, it should be. I mean, Doctors yeah, should know think, what care you're receiving at other places, so they're not like giving duplicative care. That that's true. I, in a, I think in a perfect world, like that information would be. Uh, you know, public's not the right word, but be available to healthcare professionals. Exactly. Uh, yeah, um, that would be great. Uh, and, and yeah, the only reason I was saying that is because yeah, it, it is obviously convoluted here in the states, uh, m- much more bureaucratic than it needs to be. But I am thankful at least that they ask for my identification. That's true. They're like, we want to know your fucking name, so we know exactly who the fuck the bill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Or just like a simple interview would be nice. Yeah, they they got to know who to fucking bill. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's most important. I, them most exactly. Of the time. It's like, and I'm talking to Tim Carpenter. Yes. Okay, you're with uh, Blue Health Blue Shield. Got it. Good. All right. Let's continue. And what is your insurance provider number? And yeah. all of these. Let's get a sample of your blood. And make sure that you who you say you are. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Okay, he can pay. All right, we can continue. And pay, and if you can't, then we have your credit card number, which is the other number that we recognize you by. But yeah, like, oh yeah. So all that didn't happen. So person comes in, injects them with random liquid. Random liquid happens to be anesthesia. Woman zonks the fuck out, and when she wakes up, the worst possible thing that could happen for uh, a waiting a mother who's expecting that you know wishes to carry the child to birth is that they've administered an abortion on her. They've given her a fucking abortion. Yep. I'm doing the shout-screaming whisper because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, they, they they fucking performed an abortion on her. Like, like what the fuck? What the fuck? It's pretty ridiculous. Uh, we were talking about this prior, and we just like, that. I, I, I can't imagine how how she would react. Like, I, I mean, obviously no person should ever be put through a situation like that, but it's like, damn, it's gotta be like a, this terrible cocktail of emotions and anger and sadness and, and, and confusion. It's like in six uh, weeks, you probably already started telling people and everyone's getting excited, you know, yeah. and everyone's expecting this thing to happen. And, and, uh, the parents are all getting all giddy and happy that they're going to bring this life into this world and all of these positive, good feeling emotions. And then snap, boom, snap a finger, done. Nope, not happening anymore. Try again. Thank you. Yeah. Pretty ridiculous. Sorry. Pretty ridiculous. Yeah. If this, if this isn't a, uh, a court case waiting to happen. I don't know what is. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, they're they're being sued of negligence, uh, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, uh, this could all be solved by a simple procedure where you just ask people's name before you start injecting them with random shit. That's it. That's it. That's literally what have solved all of this. Just yeah. asking people's names. That's it. That's all it takes. Not that hard. 
Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, and this this might expose some kind of underlying issue within uh, South Korea's uh, uh, healthcare system. I don't know. I can't, might... I can't extrapolate that far. I, I can't. I can't either. just I mean, assume it's... that like every fucking just... person in South Korea is like really shitty and doesn't ask people their names. Well, I would assume this would have like that... come up before if that was the issue. I would say more so like perhaps they get, uh, you know, like many mothers of this age uh, during that stage of pregnancy that are seeking abortions. So it might be such a routine procedure that they assume that a lot of people that are coming in are looking for that sort of thing. Like, all right, we got another pregnant woman. Obviously, it's abortion. Don't even have to yeah. ask. Like they said uh, abortion they later in the article, an estimated 50,000 abortions. Abortions were carried carried out last year, but of course, actual numbers may actually be higher since the criminalization of the practice is distorting the the reporting. Of Woman it. comes in pregnant. Let's just assume. Let's That's just obviously assume. why they're here. Default abortion. <laughs> Yikes. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just flip a coin. <laughs> she looks pregnant. She looks pregnant. Jesus Christ. Oh my god! Oh right, so you had you had a pretty good silver lining for this oh, one. Oh okay, so this one's obviously so horribly awful and fucked up. I had to use some creativity to think of like what could possibly silver be a silver lining, and so the only way in which this awful clusterfuck of sadness could be a silver lining is if keyword if this is an if this is a hypothetical situation if the child that was aborted that was to be born was in fact going to grow up to be a future hitler now hear me out maybe this is all just a giant mistake of space travelers where some rick and morty s characters had to go back in time and they had to kill the child before they were able to grow up to become South Korean Hitler. Eh? I, I think it's solid. I mean, that's the only it, way in which this could be a positive. Yeah. Is, and in that case, it would be a very big positive. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. you just avoid the uh, the genocide of... Who knows like, where? Let's say, like, every other race. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. You, you, you did it. You did it, Rick and Morty future people. Rick and Morty future people. All they had to do was waltz in there. First, they had to like talk to the nurse and be like, "Look, you know what? No, asking for people's names it makes you seem like an underfoot character. Stop asking people's names. It's silly. You're a professional. Just yeah. do your job. Just read the clipboard outside yeah. the room and do what you're here for. That's all you need. And then they run in there when nobody's looking. Flip the clipboards. Flip the clips. Flip, they you flip know, the clipboards. Have a woman that wants to carry the child have abortion lady. Flip them. And then poof, yeah. they're gone. But, and then Morty's uh, like, "Oh, I don't know, Rick. I don't feel good about this. It seems kind of fucked up to make this happen." Oh, <laughs> uh, Morty, it, it, it's 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 totally fine. It, it, you were, we're we're saving so many lives. It, it it's good. It, it's for the greater good. I, I don't know, man. It still seems kind of like a sleazy way. Can't we just like wait until he's adult and like kill him then? No, it's too too complicated, Morty. <laughs> just flip the clipboard. This is obviously the best way to go about this. <laughs> there's there's a, there's an infinite number of us, Morty. The, the, uh, 
I've already looked into it. This is the easiest way. This is this is literally the easiest way to do it. Come on, just do it. Come on, come on, do it. What are you? What are you? A wimpy bitch? Come on, Morty. Flip the kipple. Flip, 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 flip the kipple. Clipboards. You're you're uh, <laughs> your Rick is aggressive. <laughs> He's an aggressive guy. Just fucking do it. <laughs> He's pretty good. Is he like uh, is he like so aggressive that he would, I don't know, like ask somebody as they were coming out of a, an airplane bathroom why they flushed twice? No, I, th- I I think he's pretty direct. I think he would just, I don't know, if he didn't like the person, he would just like physically remove them or through some other means. I don't I don't think he would use like chatty Cathy like behavior of like, um, excuse me, stewardess. Uh, this person flushed the toilets twice, and I don't think they should be allowed to fly on this plane anymore, because I feel uncomfortable. And, uh, that would be a good time for the stewardess to, uh, look at that, the, the fellow passenger and be like, is, is it cause they're Muslim? Is it cause they're Muslim? Cause if so, we can totally kick them off this plane. We've, we've definitely used that excuse before. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Otherwise, you're going to need to mind your business. But, you know, if they have a Muslim flavor to them, you know, brown skin, <laughs> scary names, yep. then uh, we can totally kick him off this plane. Like a like a big beard? Maybe it's like they ordered uh, like a crayon vodka yeah. and uh, they found like a, a little beard hair in it. And then they like were looking around and they see like a Muslim guy that has like a big beard and he's just like super happy and like waves at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, kick that guy off the, <laughs> the, guy off the plane. <laughs> he looks threatening. They're like, what? I'm just smiling so and waving. This, this situation played out uh, on an airline trip from Birmingham, Alabama to uh, Dallas Fort Worth International Airport. Uh, we have a couple of guys who were discriminated against for appearing to be Muslim and Middle Eastern and flushing a toilet twice. And for flushing a toilet twice, and that's what gave them the reasonable cause. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, like man. it's like being Muslim was only only got them halfway there, and to get them the rest of the way there was flushing the toilets twice. You see, if you're white and you flush the toilet twice, it only gets you halfway there. They can't kick you off the plane. And if you're just Muslim, yeah. that's not enough to kick you off the plane. Now, if you do both. Now it's reasonable. If you're American yeah. Airlines, this is this is pretty classic stuff. Like I, I feel like this has been riffed on by uh, so many uh, of the uh, social justice warriors and uh, stand-up comedians of our age uh, that it, it's it, it's stereotypical at this point. It's almost like whenever you see someone who is uh, Muslim or of Middle Eastern descent. You automatically assume that they're going to be uh, questioned for a little bit longer at the terminal, or they're more likely to be cavity searched, right. or more likely to have uh, you know a special care be taken whenever they're swabbing their fingers for bomb residues. Yep. Uh, which really sucks. Oh, it sucks like, big. I'd I'd really like to just like bypass that entirely, but to have. All of that focused in on me, uh, you know, many times over, um, in much higher concentrations, just because of the way that I look. That that's bogus. Yeah. 
It sucks so much. It sucks so much. Now, on the flip side, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be devil's advocate here for a oh, second. Jesus Christ. Uh, wouldn't it be hilarious if these guys like nobody like nobody was racist? Like we live in a world of perfect non-racist peoples, right? And everybody's just sitting on the plane, and this guy, like the guy that flushed twice, this guy just starts like letting out the most rancid nasty ass farts like the worst like something died and i was like oh god like somebody put some old cheese in one of my shoes and and the guy's like running off to the bathroom right so you're just sitting there and it's just like it's it's a lingering limburger you know it's just like a it's a cloud of death oh, oh that's just spreading out over the of uh, the the space in the cabin and everybody's like they're starting to choke a little bit like you you smell a little bit of it you try to like hold your breath but you're like oh i can't even do that so you like try to pull your shirt up but it's going through the holes in your shirt it's like oh this is the worst it was the not the time to wear a v-neck uh and and this guy like he's just like tearing the bathroom up like some of the worst stuff like you think that the bathroom stew would be a little bit better than it is but it's like wafting out some of the worst you've ever smelled and then you hear the first flush and you're like oh oh my god it's finally done maybe we're gonna get a little bit of reprisal yeah and uh and then you know it's waits it's waits because it doesn't say how long no it could have been like just like two quick flushes or it could have been like Or it could have been like ten to fifteen minutes later. <laughs> like he like he goes and takes a shit, but then he realizes he's not done. And, yeah. and, and hey, has we've to been like there. Okay, the okay. Process. You've given me shit for that before, but at least I can say I've been there. I, yeah, I've been there no, too. No, fuck you. Yeah. You gave me shit for that. Oh, for for flushing twice. Yeah, man. Or for going back. Like not. I was like, oh, I'm not done yet. I gotta fucking go back. Both. Where was this? What are you? What are you talking because, talk about? Tell me about this. No, I don't like talk. I don't want to talk about it. I just know you've given me shit for it before. <laughs> you have. You have. It made me feel shame. All right. All right. Fine. I'll take your word for you it. You did. I remember. I'll never forget. I never. I have. Forget. I have. I have toilet anxiety now, and it's all your fault. Hashtag never forget, and it's about <laughs> Jimmy going and pooing twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god or have to double flush because it just wouldn't go god damn it oh man i mean I've, I've definitely been there before some one time i was over at uh i was over at somebody's house and it's always the worst oh you know? yeah like, you never want to have bowel issues yes. at someone else's house yeah the worst yeah uh, i had eaten some like some really heavy mexican food the day before don't blame the mexican uh, food it's like a massive well never uh, it was it. the reason why i I'm blaming the Mexican food because it was a massive amount of it. Like I, I ate way too much because yep. it was really fucking good, um, but it was like a, you know, a critical mass yep. of, of Mexican food, and uh, I like had one of those those bowel movements that wouldn't wouldn't go down. Like it was just like so big that it like spanned across the hole. So it wouldn't like even with like the water like it wouldn't it wouldn't make it go down oh. in there. So I I was I was getting pretty nervous. Oh. Uh, so, 
Yeah, yeah, right. No. So I was, like, I was like looking around for a poop knife. Oh. <laughs> not the poop knife. I couldn't find a poop. Of knife. course not. No one has poop knife. I feel like I've told this story on this podcast. You might before. have. You might have. No. You got to take a stick to it. You know that's that's the important part. And I really wish that this this uh, this guy on the plane. I wish he had had a stick with him, or a poop so knife. he could like. You could have broke up his or a poop knife. Although, but if he had a knife on a plane, oh uh, yeah, he would have been kicked off. He wouldn't even been on the plane at that point. <laughs> You're like, is, yeah, sir, this sir, this plane. is this is a knife. It's a, it's a plastic knife. It's a poop knife. I'm sorry, you can't get on. You can't get on the plane, oh, sir. That'd be we so great. We have to detain if, you. Uh, it's a poop knife. Like we read this entire uh, article with the tone that these people are being racist and kick him off for no apparent good reason, and then at the very end of the article, it's like the passenger was found with a poop knife. <laughs> um, uh-huh. he had a poop knife. That's he would have had to flush twice. Yeah. Oh Eb uh, I am not even going to try not, to say that. These are these are hard names. Say that guy's name. Say that first guy's name. Abdur-Ra-Oof. Abdur-Ra-Oof. What's that last one? I'll call wall day. <laughs> I don't know. And Isam Abdallah. That's a lot easier. <laughs> I got the second one. Fine. That one's much less vowels. Anyway, so, <laughs> yeah. Based on being scary Muslim people and... Flushing the toilet twice. For whatever reason, American Airlines felt that that was enough credence to force them to get off the plane and not allow them to fly. And so now they are sending a complaint to the Department of Transportation. And hopefully yeah. there's some justice for this. It's just all, like, when you read it, you're just like, really? Like, how, this can't be real. Like, this is an Onion article, right? Like, it sounds like an Onion article of, like, <laughs> two Muslim men were kicked off plane for flushing the toilet twice. It's like, haha, yeah, that's funny. It's like, wait, really? Yep, ser- like, seriously? Seriously? They fl- like, yeah, they flushed the toilet twice. Like, what else? You can't do anything out of character, even if it is in character for some people. Like, that's it. Twice. Yeah. Like, what, 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 what could they have done? Like, what could they have possibly done with the toilet twice? Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> They oh, were man. they were cleaning their bombs. They had to flush the toilet twice to rinse them off in the toilet. <laughs> like I don't like what the fuck could they have done? You could use a sink. Yeah, uh, no, but they wanted to use the toilet water. How yeah. diabolical! Jesus. Evil. Yeah, that's pretty dumb. It's just it's blatant racism. Yeah, it, it's pretty bad. It's awful. You know, silver lining to this. pretty tough uh i would say like uh 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 the silver lining is that maybe they were hitler i don't know (laughs) (laughs) they were airplane hitler silver lining maybe they actually were terrorists no no (laughs) no yeah no i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) No! <laughs> no! Fail! Oh, no. oh my god! You're gonna get us canceled, Tim. You're gonna yeah, get probably. our free podcast canceled. 
Yeah, they're going to kick us right off. Oh, man. But, yep, that's the only possible one. Uh, yeah, that's all I can think of. Um, because this is complete bullshit. I was saying something like uh, the technology in planes is so fantastic that you can you can flush twice, and that that's a great thing. It's kind I feel of like a, I've a flushed twice on an airplane. <laughs> I I feel like it's kind of like fantastic that you can put a bathroom in an airplane, like without it being. I mean, it is kind of like it's, bare it's, bones. It's basically a, airplanes are just flying trailers, Tim. You can put toilets in anything. Anything? Anything. Yeah, trailers are pretty cool. Yeah. Which means airplanes are cool. Pichow! Very neat. You know what else uh, is cool? Ecstasy. Receiving 25,000 pills of it, that is. Yay! That he didn't even order for free. That's pretty Fucking good. nerds. Uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, so, we're talking about a middle-aged couple in Austria... So apparently they were ordering some dresses. And in addition to receiving these dresses in the mail, they also received another package. What? That contained nearly 25,000 ecstasy like, tablets. Like, how did this happen? Like, was, like, the dress, webs, dress, dress website that they ordered from, like, secretly, like, a, like a cover front for drugs? Or was, like... The fucking, I don't know, like, uh, post office that packaged the dresses so incompetent. They were like, oh, let's just throw these 25,000 ecstasy pills in here. Like, like, where did the fuck up happen? Like, on which step did the fuckery yeah, they happen? Pulled, like, they pulled, like, the right book on the, the secret bookcase to the drug-filled room on the dress website, like, oh, yeah, nobody ever orders that fucking yeah, dress. Like, <laughs> That's our sign. Yeah, if you, like, order, like, the super ugly dress, like, off there that no one would ever want, like, you just happen to also get 25,000 XC pills, like, how does it happen? How does this happen? Yeah, you're our fence. How? Go for it. How? How? Sell, sell, sell. That's so many pills. Oh, man. So, apparently, these pills were worth around... Let's see. Five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Euros. Oh wait. God damn it. You oh, you already five. translated. I'm stupid. Fuck fuck yes. me. <laughs> yes. You're right. Just, just ignore me. Tim Tim knows what he's talking about. I don't. Ta da uh, according to the Australian police, the 24,800 pills, they had already taken two hundred of the pills by the time yeah. that they got to it. Yeah, because... Right, <laughs> Okay, it says, yeah, because the, the, the title says 25,000, and then it, we're reading the article, it's 24,800. So, they're like... Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> like, these are, we're talking about a 58 and 59 year old. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if uh, the police roll up and these folks are just, like, strung out, <laughs> like they had been partying for, like, 20 days straight? Oh, like, they're God. just, like, covered in sweat, and they have, like, bags under their eyes... And they were just like flushed and pale. Yeah. Like, oh, like, gay man. guys, uh, what are you guys doing? It's like, hey, you guys looking for the XT? It's over there. <laughs> it's over there. We don't want it anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're done. <laughs> we took two hundred of them. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, geez. oh my God! That's pretty awesome, though. Um. Uh, so it seems like it was supposed to be headed to Scotland. Yeah, I don't know how you fuck it up that hard. Like. 
Like if it like it went to Austria, like if it went to Australia instead of Austria, that would like make sense to me from like a phonetic standpoint. Like I could see like how you could spell it wrong and the fuck up could happen. But Austria doesn't sound at all like fucking Scotland. Like I don't see yeah. how you could have fucked up that hard. Like I don't I don't understand how the fucking ecstasy, ecstasy pills got into the dress box. Like I don't. I just don't understand. I don't understand. Man. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Uh, it also mentions in the article that the Netherlands is one of the world's largest drug producers. Yeah. That makes mm. sense. I guess it does. I believe yeah. it. And it, it's also kind of amazing that they can just like send all this stuff through the mail. Like Nobody's scanning that stuff? Uh, I mean, I think... Some of it gets caught, but there's such a high uh, profit margin off of drugs that it's like, hey, we lost, you know, $550,000 worth of fucking ecstasy. That only took us $1,000 to make. Let's just do it again. <laughs> you yeah. know? And it also kind of uh, alleviates that, like, uh, the, the, the mule sacrifice. Like, you can just, like send it from an unknown location and like just drop it into a uh into a box exactly the netherlands and is like the amazon of drugs they've realized that if you put nuts. drugs in a box they'll just fucking mail it <laughs> that's it yeah it just, they just go for it uh and they think they're like decorative purple buttons or something like <laughs> which that. is what uh the lady of this uh uh, middle-aged couple thought the fucking things were there's yeah. like oh you know we just want to make sure it that whoever sense. ordered all these buttons get their buttons i know i would be sad if i ordered twenty five thousand buttons and they didn't come through the mail <laughs> that would make how me are they sane. gonna keep their pants up and their shirts together can you imagine losing that many buttons <laughs> oh jeez yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, it's it's pretty funny. It, it's yeah, they have an ongoing investigation, but uh, they they have no idea. Yeah. So sounds like whoever it was lost a shit ton of ecstasy, but is probably not even caught. Yeah, there's someone in the Netherlands right now reading this article. Like, fuck, god damn it, yeah. shit. Oh, I thought I had the right sack, and I messed it up. Fuck that up. Darn this illiteracy! Well, I've already been paid. So now there's like, so like the person in Netherlands is like actually okay with it. And there's some dude in Scotland like, fuck. Shit. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I forgot to give them the name of my country on Facebook Messenger. I just gave them the address without the country and they assumed Austria. Damn it. <laughs> oh, that's great. It was all through encoded messages anyways. Maybe that's why. Yeah. They deciphered it wrong. Oh, by Austria. I meant Scotland. I told you that. Use the fucking key. Yeah. Oh, ridiculous. It is fucking ridiculous. Well, I think the silver lining here is pretty obvious. Uh, and Aust the Austrian couple had the time of their life, you know? Yeah. They, they got the opportunity to finally cut loose after years of being straight laced. It's true. I mean, you know... Twenty-four thousand eight hundred is a sketchy ass number. We all know that they actually or, so they actually sent twenty-five thousand pills, and the Austrians yeah. gotta have a nice good time before re reporting this to the the officials. Nice good time, nearly <laughs> killing themselves over 
on <laughs> 200 hits of ecstasy. I mean, you know, you just got to space it out. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, all right, uh, that's been five minutes. Time for another. <laughs> oh, man. That's beautiful. Almost as pretty great. As beautiful as these uh, wonderful writings and pictures done by scribes of yesteryear. Oh, yeah. So I kind of like this little theme we got going on. I think a couple weeks back we talked about some uh, some medieval caricatures, uh, um, Mr. Dick Puller. Oh, Dick Puller. And now we're going to be talking about some oh, – oh, Dick Puller. Uh, and now we're going to be talking about the scribes of the medieval era. Yeah. So being a scribe apparently sucked quite a bit, uh, as life did in general back in the, the day. The reality <laughs> is that all jobs are ass, and so – being a scribe yep. is equally ass to all other asses, as in all other jobs. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're all asses. Uh, and we all have them. Oh, my God. So these guys have to um, like be bent over in this crazy position. They're constantly doing the tedious task of uh, transcribing what other people have written or you know other people want them to write. Uh, and they're doing it day in yeah, and day out. Yeah, if they didn't out. die of the plague, they were going to have carpal tunnel, and then they were going to be out of work and die of starvation. Yeah, and that's that's pretty lame. Uh, so in order to blow off some steam, they would write things in the margins, yes. uh, which is totally justified. Yes. Like, if, if you're the one that is doing all this work, you should also be allowed to, you know, Some, put in a little, little bit a of little yourself. self-expression, right? Like, they just get handed some, like, old-timey, shitty book that, like, someone tells you. It's like, hey, we want another one of these. And they don't have printers, so the only way to get another of that shitty book is to have these asshole scribes just have to rewrite the entire book word per fucking word. Oh, God. That sounds terrible. Like, uh, what, 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 are, what are some of your favorites? My favorite what? Your, your favorite complaints. My favorite complaints from these guys? Yeah. Yeah, listed in the margins. Uh, I think my favorite is that owl my hand. That's my favorite. Owl my hand. <laughs> I like uh, I like uh, this parchment is hairy. This parchment is hairy? What does yeah. that even mean? Well, parchment was made from animal skin. Ew. Yeah, so cow, sheep, goat, that so like, sort of thing. Like, I'm just, so like the scribe just literally writing on it and be like, ew, yuck, gross. This is gross. I can't believe I have to write on this shit. <laughs> yeah. The, so apparently the best parchment came from unborn animals. What? Yeah, and it was very expensive, probably fuck? because it was hairless. Oh, my God. Yeah, and hadn't been like hooked on stuff and oh like God. stretched out. It's pretty weird, isn't it? Did they like... I don't even want to know how that process. Nope, I'm 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 stopped. Nope, nope, nope. Not even nope. Nope, man. You gotta get that smooth, smooth finish, man. Like, nope. Baby's bottom. This. Uh, yeah. That, that's horrifying. It is pretty bad. Um. But <laughs> god damn it. But yeah. So. As someone that works in an office who's probably going to get some form of arthritis and carpal tunnel as a result of constantly typing and clickety-clacking on keyboards all day, I have a very strong bond or connection to these scribes 
that only wish to express themselves while doing their tedious labor through writing in the margins of these books. And I think I just feel like this this kind of, I don't know, uh, timeline connection to these people of yesteryear that are suffering from the same elements that I will ultimately suffer from, that just wish to express themselves in some small way by writing their complaints on the side of these books. Have you figured out a good way to do it? How to express myself? Yeah, how are you doing it in your job oh, now? Oh, I, I, I uh, bottle it all up and I drink myself to sleep. And then I do this podcast to express myself. <laughs> How's it working for you, Jim? Uh, well, we got 17 <laughs> listens today, so that can be debated. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and see lizards to do. That's 17 more people than I would expect to listen to this podcast, but also 17 listens less than... I wish there were. I wish there were more. I don't know, man. It's a toss-up. We're never satisfied. Really aren't. Listen more, you plebeians. But yeah, I yeah, I, I just find all these little complaints. Some other little complaints these people had were, uh, oh, curse the open. Basically, you know, translated today's uh, way of speaking would be, fuck you, pen. You fucking suck. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard page and a weary work to read it. Yeah. <laughs> like this page fucking sucks. Yeah, that's a, this is how I would have translated it. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are pieces of shit. Yeah, just <laughs> drop blows. Yep. As the harbor uh, is yep. welcome to the sailor, so is the last line to the scribe. Oh, that's that's kind of beautiful. Yeah. I like that. Well Pay that guy extra. He's he's adding a little bit to the story there. That's pretty awesome. Oh man, but yeah, it, it's it's sad. These people hate their jobs, but also comforting in a way that like, yeah, people have always hated their fucking jobs. Oh yeah, as long as there have been jobs, people have yeah, hated no, them. Nothing changes. Everything stays the same. Oh. That sounds a little bit negative there, Jimmy. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, yep, that's on, to- that's on theme. It's almost like it's cynic empowerment, y'all. But since this is cynic empowerment, Tim, is there a silver lining to this shit? Hmm. Well, I think the silver lining is in the margins here, Jimmy. Wow. That's metaphorical and beautiful, I guess. This is- yeah, it's some entertaining shit. Like, this is great. I mean, this is the, the way that you can blow off some steam without destroying uh, your your work at the same time. Right. Like, we can enjoy the comments uh, without it detracting from the information that they transcribed. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's great work. Oh, yeah. Love, So, if you all would like to leave a comment in the margins of our Facebook page. Hell yeah. Be pretty cool. Where can they find us, Jimmy? All right, if you are interested in leaving comments in many different places, you can do so by emailing us at syndicatepowerment at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you there. You can also tweet at us on Twitter at cynicempowerme1. That would be dope as shit if you would tweet at us. Or you can message us on Facebook at Cynic Empowerment or message on any of our posts. Leave us, uh, you know, comment, whatever. It would be cool. We'd appreciate it. 
Let us know you're there. We seriously would. Um, tell us why you're sad and stuff. Leave us your your favorite uh, uh, your your favorite way to fucking I don't know. Comment about your work. Yeah. Your favorite way to pass the time at work and I don't know, bitch about it on the clock. Because that's what these scribes were doing. They were bitching on the clock. (laughs) Hell yeah. Oh, man. Bitch on our clock, y'all. Bitch on our clock. Or do some LSD with some Austrians while driving 140 miles per hour. In, uh, I don't know, insert random country. In South Korea. Yeah. Yes. There you go. We worked in all the stories without being too Yay. sad. Yay. <laughs> High five. Pretty awesome, dude. <laughs> Killed it. Well, that, was, that was pretty good. We got there, Jimmy. We did it. We got through all of it. We didn't even cry once. <laughs>